Welcome to an industry in transition, the must listen to podcast for financial advisors and industry leaders from Tony Siriani, the CEO and publisher of Advisor Hub, where we explore the week's news and events and put our ever-changing business into perspective. Tony is joined each week by industry leaders, mavericks, and disruptors who give their take on our industry and their thoughts on where we are headed. If you want to remain relevant, you can't miss it. Now, here's your host, Tony Siriani. Welcome, everyone, to the Tony Siriani Podcast. I am uh, thrilled to have my friend Charles Ryling, President and CEO of Coastal One, uh, with us today. I, I see that you have the uh, the state house, the 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 mayor's house. The what, what is that you got in the background? City Hall, Tony. City, City Hall. Hall of Philadelphia. Very nice. Center Very, City, Philadelphia. Very nice. It's a lot of fun. Well, we have a lot going on, uh, Charles, in the, in the business right now. You know, um, uh, we're facing a lot of headwinds. I mean, inflation seems to get better than it's not. And I know advisors are, you know, uh, we're earning our pay right now, right? I mean, your guys must be feeling the same thing. I think they are. I think everybody is. Yeah. And um, sitting down, talking with their clients, trying to figure out, you know, what's the what's the best way to position myself, you know, going forward? I, you know, I think it's funny. Did you see that that article about the 60, the 60, 40 model doesn't work anymore? Or at least it hasn't worked through the last. Yeah, there's, there's, been, there's, there's been more than one article about that of late. Right. Yeah. That seems to be sort of the, the most recent buzz. And, you know, and I'll go back to something you said earlier. Uh, I think this is when advisors earn their pay. Right. We had said this is advisors are earning their pay, but you know, these are the times when they earn it, right? It's uh, it's not so much when everything's going up and you can throw a dart at a dartboard and hit something that, that's that's increasing in value. But this is the time when advisors either, you know, shine or or, or sink. Well, I know that you're uh, a guy who likes to get out there. You're thrilled to, to be, you know, we're not stuck in COVID. You want to press the flesh. You meet advisors. You love talking to them. What's, what are you hearing from them in the field? Uh, well, we focus and our advisors are spending quite a bit of time going back to what you just mentioned, that article about 6040. You know, we're hearing more and more about the use of alternatives in portfolios, right? And that's what that article was talking about. And I think that's where advisors are finding some, uh, some, I don't want to use the word safe haven because alternatives by their nature aren't safe, right? right? But, you know, we just experienced something that is either, I don't recall, it was either unprecedented or it hasn't happened in forever. And that's when we've had equity and bond markets, both negative returns in the same time period. Yeah. yeah. Um, we need something else, right? I, I think that we as a society well, I mean, have expanded look. beyond the traditional investment opportunities well you guys uh well obviously you've built a business around that right so you, you built a business around you know alternative you know products and i think certainly that now is the time right people are you know people are feeling it it's been a benefit to clients but it still has to be done sort of in that overall financial plan with a client right you're not throwing I, there's, it there's there is no doubt um you know we're intentionally building our business around um traditional advisory services right um our our ideal representative financial professional here is an advisory oriented um individual but looking to sort of stand out and round out 
those client portfolios with bespoke um, alternative investments that you might not find anywhere else. Right. And for clients, I mean, for, well, look, if, if, I'm a, if I'm an advisor, um, what, what in your mind are sort of the, the best reasons to, I mean, obviously we talked about earning your pay now. So now is a great time. You could talk about, you know, the return on these investments, right? That That's clear. But what are some of the other reasons you might want to say, hey, look, I need to build a portfolio full of alternatives? Well, one non-correlation to your typical um, traditional markets, right? Again, in a world where there is no safe haven, where both equity markets and fixed income markets are both delivering negative returns, we need something else. Uh, so, so that's certainly one reason. It's it's your traditional diversification. We're adding another asset class to it. Yeah, I, I think that uh, also uh, not just the the, the standard stuff. Uh, um, when an advisor is looking for a firm that they want to go to, especially today, right? I know that's one of the things you you talk about with them. So when you talk about advisor about coming to Coastal One, uh, you mentioned that hey, we have this great alternatives platform, right? I mean, it's got to be resonating today a lot. Right. Well, what, what, you know, when we're talking to a prospective advisor, we want them to know one that we have everything that they need, right? You know, our job as a firm is to deliver a platform to an advisor that has everything that they need um, and also be able to deliver it in a way that is customized to that advisor, right? We talk a lot about delivering customized portfolios to individuals, right? And that's what advisors, are, the advisors we work with tend to do, right? It's not cookie cutter, it's not necessarily models, but it's a customized solution to that client to serve that client's needs. And I'm like, also, because- uh, Go ahead. So I was going to say, because of the, you know, because alternatives, you know, there's a risk element there that uh, you really don't want to cookie cutter this thing. And so you need no, to be no. 100% here, right? I mean, you, no, that's going to get in trouble. And and we've seen that, you know, look, making bad decisions, performing poor due diligence, that can be the downfall of a firm, right? Yeah. We've seen that. Um, so we take our alternative investment platform and offerings very seriously right yeah and, and so the advisors are come they know that you're doing the due diligence here you guys are doing a lot of due diligence on the products you offer so and i think that's one of the challenges if i'm a you know if i'm on my own in my own ria and i know this is the right thing for my clients i mean in a general way i want 10 percent or 15 percent. you know just to, to as a hedge uh, but i you know there's a lot of people out there and there's a lot of you know you got to go through a lot of nonsense yeah absolutely um, we, um, sorry about that. Tom. Um, we certainly have continued to evolve in that arena. Um, we have put more and more of our dollars into the due diligence department that's reviewing these types of products because we think they're here to stay and we think they're just going to get more and more, uh, prevalent. Uh, that, that said, that doesn't negate the individual advisor's responsibility to their own due diligence as well, right? You know, the due diligence that we as a firm are doing is to ensure that that product, um, you know, passes certain minimum uh, thresholds and is, is appropriate for some investors somewhere, right? right. But at the same time, uh, we, we encourage our advisors 
to do their own due diligence on every product to make sure that it's right for their particular clients. Yeah, they, they got to know their clients. And they they got to know their clients. That's right. That's, now, in terms of, uh, you know, the other thing we see going out there, I mean, you and I have talked about this, you know, I, I see our industry sort of, you know, coalescing in the in the middle, I'll be writing about this, you know, where, where there's a wide agreement that, you know, uh, firms... Uh, the, the primacy of the client advisor relationship, you know, uh, you own your book, you can build it like, you know, uh, develop equity in yourself kind of thing. Uh, I think advisors you know, were aging, they're looking at its succession planning, and those are some of the concerns that they have, but they want to have a firm that's culturally sort of, you know, where where, where the, the future of the business is not like a, a big bank owned thing where they tell you what to do. It's a little more independent. You guys are kind of, you know, kind of there who in that middle ground, you know, uh, with a guy who has a succession issue or, you know, wants to build his business, who, who are you looking for? And, um, you know, who in your mind would most benefit from your platform? Right. Well, thanks. Um, look, and let me just sort of build on something you said. Let, let me start with, we believe in the power of the advisor, right? We believe in the value of the advisor. We believe in the strength of the advisor. I know that if you look at some of the technology that's been developed over the last few years, a lot of that is done, and, and maybe not with the intent, but certainly with the result of disintermediating the advisor. And yeah. we they, believe you're, that's you're talking fair. about you're talking about like commoditization of all these, you know, right? Everyone has to do the same thing, and everyone, yeah, I, that's I, right. And that's and that's that's the the way that works well, right? Is doing the same thing. There, everybody talks about creating scale on these fintech products. Well, scale is the repeat, right? It's the model and it's repeat and it's doing the same thing for everybody. That's what scale is. We believe in the value of the advisor in that one-on-one -on -one personal relationship with their clients and in supporting that. Um, we believe and we know that we can deliver value to those advisors. You know, if you're talking about a target advisor, um, we, we certainly believe that advisors that, that have client assets of anywhere at 50 million or, or higher, we can really, really do a good job for those. And we think those advisors have been left in the dust. Uh, I, that is an underserved market. I, I agree. And I think, uh, look, it, 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 a lot of people are starting and they got $50 million. They're looking to grow. They want, and, and, you know, they're under, those guys are undervalued. You know what I mean? It's not that easy to put together $50 million. First of all, people forget. It's not easy to put together 50 million. No. And what they're being asked to do by a lot of the firms that, that might bring them in, is to just plug into those firms' models because that's scale. That's what scale is. Right. And, and that's not the way we operate. Uh, we are here to support that advisor. Uh, you know, we believe that if, if, you know, that our job is to help an advisor do what's legal, what's ethical, what's compliant with the applicable rules, and then get out of their way. Right. right? You build your practice the way you want to. We're going to support you in the, in the growth of that practice. We have a, a deep bench. We have expertise in a lot of the areas that, that an advisor needs, but we make, make no bones about it. We're not in front of them. We're behind them, supporting them and, and helping them build their practice on top of us. And, and you know, for a $50 million advisor, I, you know, I think it helps, I mean, back to alternatives though, just as, a, as cause I know that's part of your platform. I mean, that adds a level of sophistication, right? It adds a level of, I know, you, and, and you have other things, right? You do everything, you guys, are, but but you want to, if you if I got 50 million bucks, 75 million, 100, whatever, but we can go there, we could do everything. 
and you can have the sophisticated. I think there, there's a well. I know that there's there's two things advisors when they're at, uh, you know, wirehouse type firms think about and are concerned about. And even if you're independent RA, I'm going to go to a firm and I'm going to have a diminution in in technology, and I'm going to have a different diminution in the in the type and quality of products that I could right. use. Those, and, those and, two big fears. And and that is that is not the case when you come to a firm like ours, right? Because those are the two biggest areas that we focus upon. Right. Technology um, is a is a constant for us here at the firm. We're constantly looking at it, evaluating it, trying to make it better. But again, with the with a very unique perspective, we're not here to cookie cutter advisors into our tech. Right. We're here to ensure that what what they want to use for their particular practice, because every practice is different. So therefore, the, the tech that an advisor is going to depend upon will vary from advisor to advisor. And it's our job to incorporate what they want into us, not the other way around, right? Um, so it's very important to us where we spend our time is focusing on eliminating the swivel chairing, right? Where you're, you're constantly having a enter data into multiple platforms, right. right? So we've come up with a solution called Coastal One, actually Coastal One's Synergy Plus platform that for the most part is gonna take whatever technology that an advisor wants to use and eliminate the need to make multiple data entries, right? Yeah. Well, that's a big APIs and it's all going to talk to each other. Yeah. Uh, and that's very important to us because again, we're building this with the advisor in mind. So what's what's going to make the advisor's day more efficient, easier, and cut down on NIGOs and, and just, just make your practice run more efficiently? Right. That, that's what we look at when we're implementing technology. And we're also looking at products on the platform. What's going to enhance an advisor's practice, what's going to enhance their clients' returns, and what's going to set them apart, right, right. From, from the cookie-cutter firms and the big banks. Right. Look, I think that that's obviously one of the drivers of this of movement to independence, right, is the idea. And, and you've addressed, you know, the fear. And then, of course, the, the greed element of it is, why well, I, I can maybe build a better book, do better for my clients, get more clients. Right. You can build a better book and, and keep a greater percentage of what you generate in revenue. Right. <laughs> that certainly. wouldn't be too bad either. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> so in terms of things like uh, succession. And, all, and let me just jump back. And all, you know, it puts us. I remember when I started my career um, almost 30 years ago, um, there was a lot of talk about as as an investment advisor, when you function from an investment advisor relationship, and I'll be clear, we support all business models, whether it's traditional brokerage or investment advisory, right? You build your practice and we're gonna help you build it however, you, however how you wanna do it. Um, but there was a lot of conversation around being on the same side of the table with a client, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and we talked about that as an investment advisor, you're on the same side of the table. You're not trying to sell the product, right? Their assets grow, your assets grow. We're on the same side of the table as the advisor. Yeah. Right. We're all interested in the same thing, which is help, which is helping advisors grow their practices. Because if that grows, so too do we. Right. In terms of any um, specific things, like I, I think that again, given the age of our population, you know, the succession is is an issue, right? You know, all the time. So people must come to you with that. I'm assuming uh, that that's a bespoke custom, you know, deal with you guys as well. It is. Um, so we have a lot of talented people here at the firm, uh, and we are intentional in trying to bring in young advisors, 
right? We're always looking at bringing young advisors to, to marry them up, you know, not a forced marriage, right? Which of I know course, other course. firms have tried to do, um, <laughs> but, but make them available to our retiring population. Yeah. Uh, I think that, that through, well, through us, we have several options in terms of succession planning. Uh, one of which is we're going to find the right fit for you here at the firm. And that's not a process that happens overnight. It's not a cookie cutter process, but as we've continued to grow, we have a lot of options here. Right. So we will certainly in introduce our retiring representatives to representatives we think would be a good fit for them. And we'll facilitate that process. We'll help you interview the appropriate individuals and make a selection. Um, if that is not a route you want to go, we also have a program where we as a firm may be interested in acquiring that, that advisor's practice directly, right? right? Um, and we've got a backlog of young advisors that we're bringing into the business. So if we don't identify somebody up front, the firm can bring somebody in and we'll find the right fit internally. Yeah, great. Well, I mean, look, I, I think that's what people are signing up for, right? When they're when they're going to a, uh, you know, a boutique firm where they're trying to figure out this is what I, you know, I, I want things really done for me and my clients because you know you want to feel like you're unique, and then you sign those agreements and it's just, uh, you know, a lot of times they're not perfect for you. These cookie cutter, just like we talked about, this commoditization of everything is is that uh, this is this is much more uh, old school. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, yeah, I'm proud that it's it's a bit more old school. Yeah, I would be too. Um, hey, uh, believe it or not, we're we're into twenty minutes or so here. Is there is there something is there is there something that you wanted? I know because it goes fast. Now we can do this again. A lot more to talk about. A anything you wanted me to ask that I didn't ask, or anything you wanted to you know talk about you know that we didn't talk about today that we can get to quickly. Uh, you know, tell me, I can't think of anything right now. Probably when we're finished, I'll think of. Three of course, <laughs> that's the way. That's the way uh, that works. You know. But no, I think I think uh, I think this conversation went well. I mean, you know, in, in the end, we really focus on on three things, right? It's it's technology because I, you know, technology is a great equalizer, yeah. and and you know, you look at uh, I don't know if I can say the name, but I say you know, Michael Kitchis is right, his <laughs> one pager, and I've been following him for years, and I can remember when I went to look at that, and uh, you know, the, the fintech. Uh, options that are out there today are mind-boggling. There's just so many. So we view it as one of our primary roles is to sift through that and and figure out what works best for advisors. Now that said, that doesn't mean that we're we're imposing that on them. Um, we certainly view it as you know, part of our job is to incorporate what you want to use in your practice and we support your practice and we'll do right. that. Um, you know, it's it's access to to bespoke alternative product on the platform. And it's, you know, everything else too, right? The rest of it's table stakes. Um, you know, we have to have a, a, a good investment advisory program, which we do. Um, we have to have excellent execution and access to fixed income and all of those things that you just have to bring. We have all of that stuff, right? Um, and and we have customized solutions available for our advisors in maximizing their respective practices. You know, we don't forget the practice is theirs. They own that practice. We're here to support you. 
Well, that, that, that's refreshing right there. <laughs> I tell you that much. So uh, it's been great talking with you, Charles. Like I said, we'll, we'll do this again. I appreciate uh, what you guys are doing out there. And uh, we'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks, Tony. You got it. Take care. Thanks for joining us this week on An Industry in Transition. Make sure to visit our website, www.advisorhub.com, and subscribe to Advisor Hub. It's free, and you won't miss any advisor news or events. While you're on site, check out all the podcasts available. Click on the Deals Pages and Resources tab for valuable content, or check out the Markets section with its guru predictions, latest fintech offerings, you name it. Feel free to email Tony Seriani about specific questions we can address on the show. He can be reached by email at contact at advisorhub.com. Please note that all requests and questions are handled with complete discretion and confidentiality. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in next week for the next Industry in Transition episode.